Today I'm going to discuss a very crucial issue. It's the issue of a life-dominating problem. Here is what one listener writes. I find that I cannot stop getting drunk even though I am a Christian. What is wrong? Well, let's assume that this writer is in truth a Christian. It's possible, of course, that his or her Christianity may not be a vital Christianity, and it's time uh, every once in a while for me to stop and take a little bit of time, and I'll do it right now, to explain what being a real Christian truly is. A Christian is not simply somebody who has grown up uh, under the hearing of the Christian faith. He's a Christian only outwardly. But the true Christian is one who is a Christian inwardly. That is, one whose whole record of sin, and we're all born sinners, and we have a record of it, not only from Adam, but from ourselves, but whose whole record of sin has been cleansed, forgiven, washed away, and indeed replaced with a record of righteousness, namely the righteous life of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And that happens when the Spirit of God shows a man his need for a Savior. And when that man, convicted of his sin by the work of the Holy Spirit in his life, comes to the place where he believes that Jesus Christ died on the cross for his sins, taking the punishment, bearing the penalty and the wrath of God that he deserved for his sins. The minute a person believes that good news, that moment his life is transformed, God erases the past, God gives him a whole new record, and the Spirit of God who indwells him enables him to then begin to live for Jesus Christ. And it's right at that point where we're having a difficulty here. Here is someone who has been transformed by Jesus Christ, presumably. And yet, there is a, a habit, there is an addiction, there's a life-dominating problem that he's having difficulty overthrowing. Now, before I go any further, just let me offer you a pamphlet on this all-important subject that we have recently developed that you can have free of charge if you care to write for it. It's entitled, What Do You Do When You Know That You're Hooked? Now, let's talk about this question. Drunkenness, like every other life-dominating problem has to be dealt with as such. You say, well, what's a life-dominating problem? I never heard about that before. Whenever God can describe a person's life in terms of one word, he has a life-dominating problem. For example, in 1 Corinthians 6, he talks about fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, homosexuals, thieves, covetous, drunkards, there's our word, revilers, swindlers. He talks about people in terms of one word. He talks about them in terms of something that has so gotten hold of their lives that it has become a dominating factor in their lives, getting into every aspect and every area of those lives. The whole man has been, been caught up in this life-dominating sin. It so characterizes his life, it so is a part of him that he can be called, let's say, a homosexual, or that he can be called a drunkard. Now, in Ephesians 5, verse 18, we're told the solution to this life-dominating problem. We're told first, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. Of course, that's what the person has to put off. 
But look at the alternative. But be filled with the Spirit. There is the solution to drunkenness. You say, well, how? Well, there are many mystical ideas about the filling of the Spirit around today. Many false and wrong and misleading ideas as well. Ideas that picture the filling up of the Spirit in our lives as something like a a, a gasoline pump and uh, uh, the way you fill the gasoline tank in your automobile until it gets fuller and fuller and fuller and so on. That's not the idea at all. When a person is drunk with wine, when he is a drunkard and that characterizes his life, this bottle, this drink, this wine so dominates his life that everything that he does, says, or thinks is controlled by that wine. He is in its grip, in its power. He is totally dominated. His life is dominated by that particular problem. And so when he gets drunk, he goes to work late and he gets chewed out by his boss because he doesn't, uh, isn't happy about being chewed out. He goes, hits the bottle again. He gets drunk and he comes home and his wife isn't happy and she chews him out. So he goes, hits the bottle to drown that bad feeling out. And so one thing leads to another. And it feeds back and forth. Every area of his life is affected by drink. He doesn't get the right kind of sleep hanging around with his cronies. He develops the wrong kinds of social life and social contacts. He loses good social contacts. He stops reading his Bible. He doesn't do what he ought in terms of church attendance. Guilt keeps him away from going to the pastor for help. All kinds of things develop. Maybe he gets cirrhosis of the liver. Maybe there are other problems with reference to his body. Here we have a life-dominating problem. How can the problem be solved? The answer is that a life-dominating problem is solved by a life-dominating solution. And the only life-dominating solution that will do the job for drunkenness, addiction, or anything else, the only life-dominating solution is the solution in Ephesians 5.18. Be filled with the Spirit. That is, as drunkenness has filled out the man's life, it's gone and gotten into every area of his life and affects every area of his life. So the Spirit of God must get into and affect every area of that man's life in return. It's not enough to just say, quit drinking. And when a person tries to quit drinking, he finds that that doesn't solve the problem. He quits for a while, and the first thing you know is associations drag him back. The problem he has with his wife sends him back to the bottle. The difficulty down at work, uh, he goes, runs to the bottle. In other words, all of those areas of life have to be relearned. When he has problems with his wife, he has to learn how to handle those problems a different way than running to the bottle for the solution. When he has problems at work, he has to learn how to handle those problems instead of running to the bottle, how to deal with the boss. When he has difficulties uh, somewhere else, he has to learn how to handle them God's ways. And so his whole life has to be revamped. All the ways that he handles all of his problems have to become spirit-dominated ways, ways in which the spirit, by his word, through his directions in the scriptures, shows him that he must handle his life day by day. There is no other way to meet a life-dominating problem than by a life-dominating solution. And it is the spirit of God filling a man's life, dominating a man's life, getting into every area of his life, that will make the difference. And there is no other way that the difference can be made. But thank the Lord, in 1 Corinthians 6, those people who were described as people with a life-dominating problem, and I read that list of problems, including drunkenness, homosexuality, all sorts of things, Paul goes on to say in verse 12, such were 
some of you, but you are washed, you are cleansed, you are sanctified. So the Lord Jesus Christ not only can forgive those sins, but he can give strength and power to overcome them. You can find that overcoming power in Christ today. Lord, we do pray that you will speak to the hearts of those who have life-dominating problems or their loved ones and help them to see that the Spirit of God can meet those problems with his solutions. For Christ's sake, amen.